Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, who's not a very kind human being. Not I'm paying Kylie. forward T-Bone. We are live from the E&B Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center, and we are very happy to be joined by our friend Ben Heisler, the managing editor over at BetSide, and you can follow him on Twitter at Benny Heis. He joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Heis, how you doing today, man? Happy Friday, gentlemen. Happy Wild Card Weekend. How's everyone doing? Uh, we're doing all right. We're doing better than Tanner right now because over the uh, over the course of this show, we have learned that somebody in the car in front of Tanner at McDonald's earlier this morning decided to pay for Tanner's meal. And then Tanner happily accepted that random act of kindness. Like a jerk. And Heisey didn't pay it forward. He didn't pay it forward. It, did did okay. he make a mistake at this spot? Okay. So normally, as someone who has spent time in the service industry, who is always an advocate of tipping 20% or more, I'm normally siding with with anybody sort of relating to that aspect. However, I don't get the concept of the whole paying it forward in the drive-thru line. To me, I think it's, it's a bit of an overrated gesture. It's nice if somebody offers, you can either accept it or not, but... It is not the responsibility of me to pay for whatever Starbucks or McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts or whatever order is behind me. There are better ways to pay it forward to help out people that are in more of a need than the person waiting for their double frappe latte at whatever coffee shop is behind them. That is, it's not a relevant way to pull and make it and pull it forward. That, that's just how I feel, and I feel very strongly about it. So, so what I'm hearing, Heiss, is T-Bone shouldn't have paid it forward. He did the right thing, but what he should have done is he should have donated the money that would have paid it forward to something else. So he's still a jerk. <laughs> if you're going to go ahead and, and throw your guy under the bus for a circumstance that he shouldn't have been in in the first place, then I suppose you can go ahead and do that. But I, okay. I'm siding with I'm siding with Sanderhead. I, I don't think he I don't think he did anything right, wrong. Thanks, Heiss. I appreciate it. <laughs> So what he did get wrong, though, is that earlier today we put together our picks for the week, Heist. And he always gets these wrong. Tan- Tanner <laughs> likes the Patriots plus the four and a half points at the Bills. This is an interesting one on Saturday night, Heist. What are you anticipating in a matchup that we've already seen twice, but one of those games was in the I don't even know what kind of weather situation you want to call that when the Patriots won despite throwing, I think it was two pass attempts in the game. What are you looking yeah, for in Patriots versus Bills? Uh, not a lot of points again, and there's a variety of reasons to it. The first is that you already got the one-game sample where in very frigid temperatures, Mac Jones threw the ball three times. The Patriots were able to control time of possession. They had a dominant running game, and they were able to be the more effective team compared to Josh Allen. Now, I, I think the narrative of Josh Allen is built for the cold. He's the perfect Buffalo quarterback 
I think you would look at his skill set and think to yourself that that narrative holds up. But actually, it was Mina Kimes of ESPN who put out that he ranks 40 out of 41 quarterbacks in cold weather temperatures over the last several years. He has not been a good quarterback in the cold. She also advocated that Buffalo should should build a dome stadium so that he could throw for 500 yards and multiple touchdowns and, yeah. and be elite. And I don't necessarily disagree with her, but I, I think the idea that Josh Allen is someone that you can just automatically expect the W out of because of the cold weather nature, uh, because he can ha- has a, a razor strong arm. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. The numbers would actually dictate the opposite. So I, I think Buffalo can pull off the win, but the fact that you can get New England past that magic number of three to the point where it's four, uh, I, I like that number for New England. It's going to be one of those, you know, maybe 13-10 type games where uh, one mistake could be the, the large difference here. Uh, and whether or not Buffalo covers or not, I, I, I think it's going to be close regardless. So I like New England plus the points in this matchup. Does that change if Josh Allen were to take Viagra, Ben? <laughs> Uh, it might, might change for the center. Um, <laughs> that, that's a terrible joke. I shouldn't have no, said that. No, it's not. It is so good. So good with I, that one. I don't I don't think it changes or, or not. I, listen, I, I don't think Bart Scott just, just pulled that out of his you-know-what. I, I think he was actually coming from a place where other – you don't just say that on ESPN yeah. with a Unless bunch of people watching – in, in, either unless you've done it or you know a handful of other representatives that have also done the same thing. So I, he might know something. Maybe Josh decides to take it, get a little bit more blood flow. He says his feet get cold during games. Maybe that's part of the reason why he ranks 40 out of 41 quarterbacks. I'm not entirely sure. Well, Heisa, BK thinks I need more blood flow to the brain uh, because I am actually taking the Steelers plus 12 and a half in this game. I don't think the Steelers can actually win it, but I do think the Steelers can make it competitive. Am I insane? You're not insane because all the trends point in the favor of what Mike Tomlin has done over the course of his career. This is actually something that I've actually changed my opinion on over the course of the week. I'm now leaning towards the side of Kansas City, but it's not because of anything radical that's changed my mind. Mike Tomlin, since 2007, I might have talked about this with you guys a handful of weeks ago before the Chiefs played the Steelers, is 47-25-3 in his career as an underdog covering the spread. That's covering it over 65% of the games. Nobody else has come close. He's also the only coach since 2007 that has a winning record straight up as an underdog. So this is somebody that's going to have the Steelers as prepared as he possibly can to go into Kansas City, who has been an up-and-down team throughout the course of the year. From a talent standpoint, there's a massive discrepancy. The Chiefs are a far better team and a more talented team, and they also don't have a quarterback who's 39 years old who can't throw the ball 15 yards downfield. That being said, I think you also have to take a look at another trend, which is that double-digit underdogs since 1996 are undefeated both straight up and covering the spread in wild-card round games. Factor all that in. I just see this game being a low-scoring game. I think the Steelers' defense is going to play well. Uh, They're going to generate some pressure on Mahomes. He might make a mistake or two. Um, We also saw them put up 36 points the last time these two teams played. But I also look at rematch games that tend to be a little bit more low-scoring. You see more defensive adjustments than anything else. She's put up 36 points the last time. I think they're going to be able to slow them down just a tad. Maybe it's a game where it's 24 to 7 or 24 to 10. It's going to be right in that range where I think the Chiefs can just get above that number. But this is a historic spread. This is the 
the longest spread in wild card round history, backing up the, the one from last year with the Saints and the Chicago Bears, and the Saints closed as 11.5-point favorites, and they only ended up winning by 12 points. I, I just see this game being a little bit closer than most people anticipate, even though the Chiefs should absolutely mollywop them. All right, Heist, the game that I like, and I like the underdog in this one, that I feel like I'm going to get laughed out of the room for this take, is I actually really like the Eagles plus the eight and a half points going down to Tampa Bay. Tampa potentially without Levante David in this one. They're not going to have Chris Godwin or Antonio Brown. They are expected to get back Leonard Fournette, which is not an insignificant game for, gain for them. He's been great for them this season, and he was really good for them last postseason. What do you think about the Eagles potentially, if not winning, at least covering the spread eight and a half points down in Tampa Bay? I think if you're looking at where you can come up with that philosophy from, it's from when these two teams played. It was a Thursday night game. The Eagles ended up covering the seven-point spread in that matchup against Tampa Bay. But I, I don't think this is going to end well for Philadelphia. It's, it's a matchup that just doesn't suit them well. Tampa is number one in the NFL stopping the run. And it's what the Eagles have wanted to do really more than any team in the NFL over the last several weeks. That's helped dictate their offense. Their running game has allowed more passing lanes for Jalen Hurts to take some shots downfield. You're right. If Levante David doesn't play, then that certainly gives them a chance. And the Eagles have been surprising teams throughout the course of the entire year. But you have a first-time coach in Nick Sirianni. You have Bruce Arians. You have Tom Brady. And I do think, especially if you're able to get some of these wide receivers up, open and available in this particular matchup. I, I just see Tampa Bay, especially at home where they've been so dominant and so consistent all year, the second best team in the NFL in covering the spread. I, I think they can get beyond that number of eight and a half. It just is a bit of a concern for me knowing that Brady has all this type of experience in with Bruce Arians and you're putting in Sirianni and Hurts in the first time playoff game. I, I just don't think this matchup particularly ends well. The, the San Francisco 49ers and Cincinnati Bengals on both sides of this one, I mean, they, they scream to me kind of as underdog Super Bowl contenders, and specifically San Francisco for what they did with uh, against the Rams at the end of the regular season. If I were to give you both of those teams and say who's more likely to make the Super Bowl, who would you go with? I, I think the 49ers have a really intriguing pathway there. Uh, they're a team that has been dominant against Green Bay over the last several years. I like them not only to cover the three points, but also to win outright against Dallas. Uh, they're, they're a team that I think, regardless of whether Jimmy G is healthy or not, they have a strong running game that you can go into Dallas with. Uh, I like them actually indoors, where I think you can take advantage of the type of speed and strength that Debo Samuel provides. Same thing with George Kittle. And for as dominant as Trayvon Diggs has looked as a corner with his ability to, to turn the ball over uh, and force some interceptions, he's also allowed a ton of yards in coverage as well. So this NFL. is also most in the NFL, and it's also a matchup between Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan, who also know each other very well. And I think Shanahan is going to be able to take advantage of some of the, the mistakes in the Dallas defense and take advantage in this matchup. So I, I think the 49ers are, are live here, and I think based off of their ability uh, and their futures odds, and it's a lot of different sports books, they're, they're pretty far down on the list. Uh, they're live, especially if they get hot at the right time because of their ability to run, because they have weapons like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Jennings has come along as of late. Kittle is healthy, uh, and their defense is starting to get some more pressure on the quarterback as well. So I think the 49ers are live in this matchup. All right, final question for you, Heis, as we continue to go around what the weekend games are in the NFL slate. What do you like on Monday night? Cardinals versus the Rams. This is maybe the matchup that I just have the the – 
worst feel for? I, I, I don't really have a great vibe either way. Who do you like in that one? Yeah, the, the Cardinals are interesting because Cliff Kingsbury, over about a seven- or eight-year sample size, has been notorious and just collapses in the second half. What's also interesting is that he's been one of the best coaches over the last three years as a road underdog. I, I think the Rams are kind of built for the postseason. I, I, I like them here, even though I expect it to be a close game. So we'll see where the line moves. Ultimately, I think Arizona is going to cover. I, I think the Rams win by a field goal. But if they get this win, I think they're very dangerous moving on to the NFC Championship game uh, against the Green Bay Packers. And I think they can win that game as well. He's Ben Heisler. Find him on Twitter at Benny Heist. You can also check out his work at BetSided. Heist, real quickly, if you had to place a bet on one team to win the Super Bowl, if one of our listeners wants to place down a futures bet, who would you take? I think if you're looking for the best value on the board, I think the Rams present that, especially being a team that is versatile on both sides of the ball, has dynamic playmakers, and is sort of built for the postseason. So I think they can go, and I think they can beat Green Bay. I think they're as talented as any team in the league. It's just about clicking and making sure that McVay makes the right decisions when he needs to. It's been bad down the stretch of the season, but I think Stafford elevates their game when he's healthy and when the rest of the team is available. So I, I do like Los Angeles, even though they haven't necessarily shown it the last few weeks. They're listed at 10 to 1 over on the FanDuel Sportsbook if you want to get them over there right now. Heist, appreciate the time as always, man. We'll talk with you again soon. Enjoy the week, guys.